and the uh, football team that's coming off a loss to the Green Bay Packers at a pleasant good afternoon. The Jack Michael Show coming to you live and direct once again. Hey, last I'm having deja vu because last Tuesday we were hanging out at Twin Peaks, and today we're at Twin Peaks. Maybe it's just that we're drawn to those uh, fantastic street tacos uh, today. But broadcasting live today from Twin Peaks, it is, uh, it's got it all. Uh, Twin Peaks off uh, 42nd Street South in Fargo. Stop on by today uh, for lunch. Uh, come on out tonight. Come on out before any game. Uh, we talk about, in fact, we're going to chat with Robert, uh, who's managing today. We'll grab him in just a second to kind of set the scene as we uh, matriculate through this week on a Tuesday. Yesterday, well, that's it. The 72 Dolphins are out partying now because uh, the unbeaten is done. The Philadelphia Eagles have uh, gone down in the hands of the Washington Commanders in the best division in the National Football League by, I guess if you're going to use standards of percentage wins, the NFC East, all of a sudden the Kings have gone down in their own house and for Washington Commanders fans. And for question in general is that, uh, if your quarterback that has stepped in for your starting quarterback, the one that you paid a majority of a good contract to, starts performing at a level that's putting wins on the board, does that quarterback now own the starting job? Or when starter comes back and is feeling healthy, do you plug him there in to jumpstart even more of a second half of the season uh, to really put you on a path to possibly I don't know if Washington's getting in the playoffs or not, but they're certainly playing well. But anyway, we'll talk about a number of things today on the show. Jack Michael show today from Twin Peaks. Brad Anderson, and I believe D in the studios today. I am. And, and Brad, hey, good to have you aboard. And also a special guest today on the show joining us live at around 1220 or so. And Brad, Brad will let you know more information about this. But John Fish, who's an ESPN producer. And, Brad, you can set the scene for those that don't know the story and give us the tease on that. But if you caught college game day this past week, uh, a story and a piece on Ray Russell and, and, and Brad, a little tease on, on what we're going to talk with John about. Well, uh, John uh, and uh, the crew from ESPN followed Ray around for several days. Uh, they followed him kind of through his daily routine, which is almost, as they was described in the story, almost inhumane, trying to <laughs> practice football, trying to work, trying to go to college at age 49, but he's grinding his way through it, and they did a really good job of uh, uh, talking about that. So I want to talk about, you know, you know, just a little bit of following, following Ray around and uh, what, you know, what John learned and I guess just what kind of goes into – you know, put a story together like that because it was uh, it was a lot of work, it was a lot of time, but it was um, uh, really well, uh, really w- well put together. And I say I encourage people if you haven't watched it, look it up on YouTube or um, just look it up. It's uh, it, it's worth your time. These stories, you know, and, and, and anybody that I'm not saying it's a thirty for thirty and or you know sixty, you know e sixty type, you know, but but that's what makes these people and certainly ESPN. You know, and you can take your magazine shows, 60 Minutes, you know, whatever. That they're even on the radio side, you know, we do pieces. But ESPN does a nice job of, of finding these stories. And then, as Brad said, when, you, when you're doing these stories, it's not you come in, you zip out, sit down, and boom, you're done. You follow people around, and then you get that that footage, and you get these sit-down interviews and, and play-by-play, you know, and, and Brad. So I'm curious on John, uh, when John Fish joins us, the producer on that on that story, as we talk to him about, you know, what drives a story like that? How do you get the information? Is it simply, you know, 
hearsay, social media, does someone say something to somebody and then, oh my, and then, you know, what makes it to, to present it on college game day and things. So there's a lot to get to with John Fish and not the very least what Brad said, just the fact that Ray is a nice, a really nice story uh, for not just for North Dakota State College of Science, but really for anybody that, that has hope of not, you know, not taking the uniform off. They want to keep playing and get more and do. So it's all good. Before we get into my first question today regarding the uh, the commanders and uh, and the Eagles game last night, Robert is managing uh, today at Twin Peaks. It's great to see you, Robert. And last week was Tony, this week Robert. And, Robert, you know, big game, uh, obviously this weekend, North Dakota, North Dakota State, uh, big games throughout the week. And just judging every time you come out to Twin Peaks, I think, uh, Robert, you have enough televisions to accommodate everybody, right? Yeah, I think you can see it anywhere in the building. <laughs> so come on out here, whether it's pregame, during the game, after the game, whatever it is that it's, it's going to get done. Let's talk food for a second because it's very important to all of us on that. Let's talk, where are we directing people today? And, uh, you know, maybe some personal favorites of yours, Robert, when you get to Twin Peaks. So lunch Monday through Friday, we've got lunch specials, eight ninety nine. Uh, the Cubano is my favorite with billionaire bacon, can't beat it. Um, also got a lot of drink specials, happy hour, three to six, uh, two fifty, four fifty, uh, peak spears. So the the combo meals, and uh, first of all, you're not going to beat the price for the amount of food that you're getting in here. And then my buddy Brad, who's back in the studio, he said, hey. The wings are the size of apartment buildings at Twin Peaks. Is that true? Is that true? Absolutely. Never frozen either. All our products fresh. So you're going to get the best wings in town. Uh, the, the, well, the other thing is if you got a group, you got a group of fellas or, or ladies or couples or what have you, yeah, Twin Peaks here where we are, and, and I'm sure all the Twin Peaks, you can accommodate large groups or you know small intimate parties here, right? Absolutely. We've got the swing suites where you can play golf. Uh, plenty of tables, the man cave. We can uh, have large parties in there where it's just you. Uh, plenty of TVs in all of our rooms, so you can enjoy the game from wherever you're at. Let's go back to the beverages now and uh, and to each their own. And I don't know what the most you know, popular ones are. Kind of create your own over here. But as we said, if, you, if you're here, kind of get to the game, and if it's just a cold brew, you know, so be it. If it's got, if you order something that's got salary in it, so be it over here. But you, you can really, you, the, the bar is wide open with, with many different uh, cocktails. Absolutely. We've got uh, cheap shots every day, three ninety nine, uh, Fireball, Goldschlager, Cuervo, Jack. Um, so there's lots of options shot-wise. Um, we also do two ninety nine pounders on the weekend, so, um, and then two ninety nine bottles Monday through Thursday, so. The uh, last week we were out here, and uh, Tony, right, he was just uh, going through the street tacos, and everybody's mouth was drooling when he was just describing the street tacos. But that is uh, that might be the biggest hidden charm in the Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo area right here at Twin Peaks, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We put a lot of work into our meat. We smoke all our meats in-house. Uh, so the brisket, the chicken, uh, all of them are good, the pork, um, fresh pico de gallo, uh, can't really beat it. He's Robert. He'll be here hanging out. The ladies are here. The scenic view, the Twin Peaks, it's got the full experience. Stop by today for lunch, tonight for, for later, before the game, after the game. Robert, thanks for hanging out with us today, bud. Thanks for your time. There's Robert right there, and um, I'm knee-deep into my, my JV game salad, and we'll get into a deal. Uh, and, and before we get back to our question, uh, uh, Brad, didn't you, I'm not telling stories here, Brad, 
uh, you were you were amazed at the wings here at Twin. That Pitch, is correct? a true story. I had not to, I had not eaten at that one, and I went after with a few of our cohorts from uh, right. from Bismarck and Minot after the Dakota Bowl, and uh, I did not order the wings. I ended up eating a couple of uh, from the group, and it's like God. I, Two was plenty after after I had my meal. I said two was plenty. I, I can't imagine what trying to eat a dozen of them would be like. I mean, I guess it would be a uh, meal. <laughs> That's it. Before you dip in it, okay, guys, I got the question today, and I, I'm gonna. You know, I took a a lot of emails back at, in the in in Carson's collegiate day when he went down injured, and. And then subsequently, the team is in Frisco, Texas. And remember, the big scuttlebutt conversation is who starts that game. And I was, you know, personally, I always thought, you know, you don't lose your your job to injury. You know, I just I, there's something to me if if if, a, if an athlete has has won the right to be the starter and is named the starter, and then because of no fault of their own goes down because of injury. And the replacement comes in, and then the, then the starter gets healthy and comes back. I, I, I really, nine times out of ten, I was defaulted going, well, you know what? They shouldn't lose their job because of, of, that, uh, of that injury if they've come back healthy and they can still perform at the level that made them a starter. And and we go back to the you know the Frisco and does Carson start or not you know and then even though the backup has got them there and kept them going and then you know the rest is history Carson plays and then they win well here we are ironically or coincidentally years later and and Heineke steps in different kind of quarterback so to speak I think we'd all agree and Washington all of a sudden has I don't know if they have it yet but they got something and and Carson's due to come back. If you're right, if you're if you're Coach Rivera, and I said this morning, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm going back on my original, you know, foundation thinking where you don't lose your job because of injury if you come back healthy. But I don't know, fellas. I I think Washington's hands might might, might be tied. I I think that's kind of probably Heineke's job right now. Yes, no. What do you guys think? I got two names for you. Drew okay. Bledsoe and Brad Johnson. Thank you. I was, I was, you were, you read my mind about Brad Johnson. And yeah, I say, I think the, both of those are examples. The and, defense rests, Your Honor. I mean, and uh, and probably yeah. to a lesser extent, Nick Foles. Yeah. Yep. So that's. I well, mean, I, I just think when you when you have a hot hand, you got to go with it, and and that's just the way it is, and especially in that division too, yeah. because you need to. Yeah, and that's just. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get from Carson, and he. Makes mistakes, and, and I understand they put a lot of money into him. I don't. I wouldn't have made that trade last year. I think Heineke's got a. Heineke makes some dumb passes. He did against the Vikings, and he had a bad one last night. Luckily, his defense bailed him out on. But uh, you know, so, but he's got that little. He's a little farvish that way, right? I mean, that's why, who he looked up to, and he has a little bit of that swagger to him. But he he he'll, he'll throw a dumb interception. But he's you know he's won what four or five, and the only one coming to the Vikings. They probably should have beat the Vikings last week. Yeah, you can't take them out. It's um, and I know that I'm I'm in the massive minority on that, and I and I um and I hear you, and, I, and I'm wrong. I'll admit it. I, I'm wrong. I, I agree. I, I don't think that. I I think you'd you'd be thrown under the uh, the the table if you're Ron repair if you if you don't start Heineke. You know, I mean, it it like he would be just taken under the rug because of well, what you lose the locker, and it's not just him. Yeah, he'd lose the locker room, right? Maybe he'd lose part of the locker room. I don't know how it is there, but you're right. It's that. 
So does that work from sport to sport then? Football's a different burden, the fact that, that if your quarterback is hot, um, you know, you stay with that because things are flowing. It's it's a it's a feel. You're moving change. You're staying ahead of a change. You're making throws. You're, you know, you're doing all of that. But, but okay, so is that for sport for sport? You know, I get it. If it's hot, if, if a goaltender gets injured, you put up a backup goaltender, and that goaltender now starts just kicking everything uh, thrown at him, and, and, and his save percentage is high, and the team is winning, and now the, the aforementioned your, your number one goalie gets healthy, you know, do, do you put him in the net, or you know, do you stay with a hot goalie? You probably, Maybe hockey's the same. You stay with yeah. that. Is basketball the same? You know, is, is baseball the same? You know what I'm getting at here? Or is football such a different bird? That 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 you know that it works more there. You stay with a hot hand than other places. I would say the hockey. You can stay with the hot goaltender. You hear that all the time, especially in postseason runs. Uh, baseball. It's so it, the season's so long, and it just it varies from day to day. It's usually your starting pitcher that uh, will dictate if you have yeah. any momentum or not. So that's probably a little different. That's Wally Pip, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, Lou. Um, basketball. <laughs> I don't know. I think with basketball and hockey, the the, the, I think with basketball and hockey, the tough part is there's so many substitutions throughout the game, right? Mm-hmm. Especially hockey, you're going with lines. probably with in game is, is right. The thing. So I mean, there's so many different things that go on there. I, mean, the, I think more than anything, more than just football too, it's the quarterback such a unique situation too compared to any other sport. I mean, they're more or less the pitcher for all the games, and they're you know, and you got to go with that hot hand. So I just think we've seen it too many times, and you know. You, and it's not like in the college days of the 90s where Tommy Frazier got a little banged up, so Brooks Berenger came in. Hey, they both give a service a purpose, mm-hmm. so let's play him a little bit at both, right? You don't see that in the NFL very often. So I, I just I think that you got to go with the guy who's winning you games and keeping you in the wild card race, if not the division title, if you can get some help here. Texter says Taylor Heineke is a ball player. He's a leader of men. Wentz doesn't have the team. They don't respect him. He's too into himself. Well, I think there's something that, uh, and I don't know how Carson's story is going to be written, but there is something that from the outside looking in, and Derek just mentioned it, 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 it seems like this team, and, you know, Carson's rallying around him too. You know, he's not like he's pulling sure. away. You know, you see him, you know, he's, he's rooting him on too. He wants his team to succeed. But there is something to the texture about, and, and what you said, Derek, that Heineke, it just seems like this is a, Climb on my back. We're in this together. Right. Uh, mode with him. Right. I think it's Case Keenum, oh. 2017. Yeah, right? a little bit. And that's there's a great. Some of, there's some of that. There's a good analogy yeah. there. I think you know, just he got that little bit of swagger to you, and it may be drive you crazy sometimes with some of the decisions that you make. But he's gritty. He's gutty. He's the type of quarterback that John Madden used to love. Right. And kind of like with Favre. So it, it, that, that's what he brings to the table. You saw it a lot last night. Now, granted, I mean, he had to make a couple plays, but. They were just able to run it down their throat too. I mean that well, that was a big oh, key. Is they had you know forty nine carries for crying out loud. Well, four turnovers by the Eagles too. That didn't yeah, kind of put it on put it on a tee for him. That's true. Yeah, Washington by the way is is a, is, is a frightening team to play. <laughs> that their defense is legit. We saw that last week, and I think what last night did is for all these people who are saying the Vikings haven't beat anyone. Well. You know, two weeks in a row, they played pretty good defenses, and they came back and won. You're thinking now oh, the Vikings, that two or that three seed, <clears throat> just some teams that you might. Yeah, no, no. Question. Currently, it's contagious, but I mean, you look at it could be Washington, <laughs> could be the 49ers. Yep. God forbid, it might even be the Packers sitting in that six or seven seed. Yeah, I don't that, want to see boy, that's them in the a, playoffs. That is either. a hard out. Whoever whoever lands there.
Yeah, there's no gimmies, right? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. You, there's no gimmies when you look at it. I mean, I, I saw one thing where it showed where, okay, the way that things are sitting that two and six right now, let's say the Vikings are at two, six would have been San Francisco. That's not really a, a team we want to play in the first round of the playoffs if you're the second seed, right? Right. I mean, that, it is a, it's a, it's a grind. There's no question. That's part of the reason that they extended it to seven teams because there are so many teams on the bubble that maybe didn't make the playoffs, and that's a big part of it. For I sure. always kind of wondered, yeah, because last year you had what the Eagles snuck in at eight and eight, or was it eight or eight and eight, mm-hmm. eight and nine, nine and eight, whatever it was, and probably you know probably didn't belong there. That was maybe the one team that would have could could have potentially been the Vikings too. But um, yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, well, um, uh, you know. But I think this year might be a little bit different. I know, fellas, uh, coming up, a special guest, uh, John Fish from ESPN, producer there. We'll chat with him. Tremendous story on the uh, on the, on the uh, student-athlete from NDSCS, that and more. Also, Karn also going to join us uh, today from Shields around the corner at the Ice Fest coming up. Uh, we'll tell you more about that uh, a little bit later on. Jack Michael show today coming to you live from Twin Peaks. Uh, we're here for you today, Twin Peaks. Grab the specials, uh, the the, uh, the scenic views, and more today. The Jack Michael Show. We're back with John Fish from ESPN. Coming up next on 740, The Fan. Live and direct from Twin Peaks, one of our favorite stopping uh, spots. Again, the Street Tacos today. Great Tuesday uh, special. Any Street Tacos, plus 549 of those Mexican lagers. Great place to catch the game. Great place to catch college game day with all these plasma TVs and, of course, Twin Peaks with the scenic views. You notice the subliminal plug there to college game day, which is one of, obviously, <laughs> one of our favorite things to get up, and it just consumes your Saturday and gets you ready for football, football, football over the weekend. It's so well done. And within that program, within all the talent and all the people, are, are pieces that, that run. And these special pieces are what connect you to great stories and heartfelt stories. And it takes you inside part of Americana, uh, maybe that you're not aware of. And right here in our backyard was the story, uh, Brad, as, as the voice of the NDSCS Wildcats, uh, uh, got an opportunity to connect with John Fish uh, from ESPN and a producer. And John joins us today, and we thank him for his time today on the fifth largest daytime signal in the country So and, and run ESPN programming, so it's all in the family today. John, uh, good to have you on board today. Uh, the story of Ray, uh, how it came to be for, for you folks at ESPN, and kind of take us through the genesis of the piece that ran this past uh, weekend on College Game Day, John. Well, First of all, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And um, I've been fortunate to be part of College Game Day for close to 25 years. Actually, tonight is my 25th anniversary ceremony for the Walt Disney Company. So wow. been there a long time. And the number one show I wanted to work on when I came into ESPN was, uh, was College Game Day. I'm a huge college football fan. It's always been my thing. And the features that you mentioned is, is what I've been doing for the show. For about 20 years and so it's um it's really an honor to be able to, to connect and tell the stories uh of college football and it doesn't matter you know the level or the um you know the team it's it's all the same to us it's a great story is a great story and we're just honored to be able to uh come out to Wapaton and and tell the story of Ray Ruschel he was absolutely amazing he is absolutely amazing yeah. and the uh the journey continues yeah, no, yep, so. no doubt about that. I think it's not official yet, but it, it sounds like that'll happen here in early December. But, um, you know, it's funny, like when 
over the when we start the year and I visit with the coaches and I visit with uh, with Izzy Eric Esendorf, the head coach, and we kind of go down the roster and we're going numerically and we get to number ninety four and then he brings up Rain. He goes, Brad, this guy's forty nine years old. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean, it was just in, in in the junior college world, having followed it for over a decade now, you will see and hear and come across unique things. But that was a new one, and uh, and that's when we first got to know Ray a little bit. And and honestly, you guys did such a great job with it because I mean, you 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 and your crew followed him for several days. Because I say I I, oh, God, I, yeah. I met some of your crew with the one of the playoff games in Wapadin, and and it sounded like guys. Yeah, so I think we're going to be here for a few more days, and uh, and. I mean, there was stuff about Ray that I knew about his military service. I didn't know how deep it went. Like I said, there was stuff there that I didn't know about. Well, you know, when we're going to tell a story, we really want to tell the story to its fullest. And if they're going to honor your program, people like yourself, and most importantly, Ray is going to honor us with his trust for us telling his story, we're going to tell it to the fullest extent. So when you go into a story such as Ray's, There are people you want to talk to. You want to talk to the teammates. You want to talk to the coaches. But you want to talk to the loved ones as well. So we were able to get Ray's children, which were amazing, and they really kind of filled out the story for us. And then from a following standpoint, I really wanted the viewer, we really wanted the viewer to live Ray's life, to understand just, you know, what he goes through to strap on those shoulder pads. And it's a lot. It's, it's absolutely amazing what he's doing just to, uh, just to play college football. And it's really just, just a wonderful story. You can tell what Ray brings to the team. There's an energy there. There's a, um, a belief in oneself. And a lot of that comes from Ray. And that's, um, you know, we talked to the teammates. You can see it on their faces. You can see how they react to them. You could hear it when we interviewed them, and it's um, it's stories like Ray's that that help change the complexion of teams and really, you know, inspire teams. And that's what Ray is doing. Just you, if you get a chance, watch this team. For those out there who may not have paid attention or didn't know, if you get a chance to watch this team, they've got potentially one more one more game. Uh, do it, <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Because it's what college football is all about. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. And, yeah, oh, go, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, John Fish from ESPN, producer, joining us today. Happy anniversary, by the way, John. It's Thank so you. great to have you on today. And I know I told Brad before when Brad said, yeah, we got John on. We got John. I said, oh, I'm going to have a million questions for him. So I'll, I'll ask one, and Brad, you can jump in here, too. You know, this is a, you know, in this day and age, we're all talking about telling what players should retire, John, because we're all armchair quarterbacks going, oh, LeBron is done. He should walk off of the sunset. Can't believe Tom Brady is coming back for another one. This guy should retire. And along comes ESPN and College Game Day and John Fish and a producer. And, and here's a story of a man at 49 that, that you're, you're cheering on because he's not, because he hasn't given up the uniform yet. Is it a story of, of – of not having any regrets? Is this a story of hope? Is it a story of, of second chances? If you had to, to, to put a title on it, uh, John, what is it a story of to you in a word or two? It's a, it's a story of inspiration. It's a, you can do whatever you want to in this world, and that's what he's doing. Um, you can live your life. Go for it. That's what Ray's, every time he puts on the shoulder pads, 
that's what he says to me. Listen, I'm 49 years old. Um, I, I get it. Uh, I get um, wanting to make sure that you do something you want to do. And he had an opportunity and he, he took a chance. And he, he bet on himself, and he's, um, you know, he's, he's working round the clock. For those who haven't seen the story, Ray works the night shift um, at the Mindac um, Sugar Beet facility as an engineer. And then he goes and gets his lift in at 8.30 in the morning. I mean, let's go through Ray's day, okay? It starts at 11.25 when the alarm goes off. By midnight, he's at the Mindac factory. He works the overnight shift so he can take classes in the morning. When he gets off his shift, he goes and gets his lift in from 8.30 to 9.30. Then he hits class. Then he takes a little bit of a break. Um, Then he's got uh, practice and film study starting at 3 to like 6.30. Then he's off for about four to five hours. He sleeps and he's rinse and repeats. And so Friday nights is off night. I mean, it's it's an amazing story what he's done this season just to to do just to chase what he wanted to chase. He wanted to play football. It was something that he'd done in high school, and he said, "You know what? Great." And then my my cap goes off to Coach Isendorf because the two of them really work together, and you can really sense, um, you know a man that gave another man an opportunity and another man and Ray who's taking full advantage of it. I mean, he plays, he's, he's making tackles. He's inspiring the team. What more can you want out of a player on, on what is it? An 85 man roster. I'm not quite sure. Maybe something like that. that. Yeah. It's but, uh, but about that number. Yeah. But you know, so it's, it's a story. Your question is, what is this a story of? It's a story of inspiration. That's what it is in my mind. He's such a team. You know, f- go, go for it. Such a team first guy, too. Um, I don't know if you heard this uh, story, but uh, was it the game with Masabi Range, which was the last regular season game? And sometimes some of the coaches drive up themselves, and actually Ray drove up himself. And uh, one of the quarterbacks uh, was actually the backup, Drew Boxwell, was playing that day and ended up breaking his leg. It was a fibula injury. And oh and it was like late in the third quarter, and I thought, well, because we got done, and I was with some of the coaches, and he says, we got to stop at the hospital and pick up Drew before we go home. And I, my first thought, well, I said, well, who, how do you get there in the first place? Did somebody take him? And, say, and, and uh, one of the coaches said, Ray took him. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, no, I, I hadn't heard that story, but that doesn't surprise me. And we titled the story internally, you know, Everybody Loves Ray. And that's, that's really what it is. Everybody does love Ray. He's just such a, such a team player. He's, such a, um, he's just such an, an amazing figure for the energy of this team. And I saw it firsthand when I was in the locker room before the Minnesota game. You, I've been on a lot of sidelines. And you can kind of sense when teams have energy. And I saw it before the game, and then they went in the locker room, and then Ray gave this lights-out amazing speech, which you're just sitting there going, this is as real as it gets. Um, and then they came out, and I said, it's over. The, the, I looked over at the Minnesota sideline and just said, they're flat compared to this team. This team is fired up and ready to go. And, and part of that was, you know, was Ray and, and the energy, and they're you know feeding off of that. And they're just really... This team is just all, it really is a team. And it's, um, 
yes, is it unique to have a 49-year-old? Yeah, but he is just one of the guys, which is the crazy thing. When he puts on the helmet, you wouldn't know he's 49. Um, the plays he's making, you wouldn't know he's 49, and he's doing it. Uh, John, before, and, and we thank you for your time um, today, just uh, so many questions because you're in a in a unique role to impact lives and be impacted, I'm sure, by the stories that you have. And to be able to do what you do for a quarter of a century, for goodness sakes, John, and, and, and sports has a way, uh, you know, these stories, by, and maybe maybe we're just all soft, you know, mushy guys at heart, but, you know, whether it be a Pat Tillman story or a, or a, a player overcoming you know, cancer and returning to a field and, you know, or someone with disabilities that are you, all these stories that touch our lives. I can only imagine the stable of stories that you've done, produced, and, and maybe didn't do, but were aware of and, and all that. And I'm not going to make you sit here and, you know, pick out your top 10 songs from 1990, John, or anything like that. But, but if you look back over, over, over that body of work and everything that, that ESPN and yourself and, and Disney has done, that that really where you go home at night and, and it and it impacts you again when you're by your yourself. Are there a couple, you know, we're talking about Ray today that that's phenomenal, but are there a couple, John, that, that also stand out to you over your years? You know, every story I do, um, I invest myself as fully as possible. And the most important thing for me when I do a story is if you're going to trust me with putting your, um, I never take for granted, what is it, 1.2 million people tune in a week to that show. You know, it's, I never take for granted the platform, ESPN and College Game Day in general. It's, um, it's one of our most viewed shows. Uh, okay, I'm going to present the story. There, there, you know, had been some articles about Ray, and I, I was fortunate enough to spot one of them and then pitch it internally. Um, but, you know, the reach that we have is massive. And so every story that I do is the most important story to me. And fortunately, for the most part, um, you know, I've been able to, people have allowed me into their lives. And then I keep in touch with a lot of people that I do stories on. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's been a story I did from 2002 or, or, or Ray, uh, 20 years from now, I'm sure I'll still be talking to Ray because I know that because there's, uh, multiple people that I still talk to from, from stories I've done for a long time. So every story I do, I'm fortunate to tell a story, uh, raises, raises up there with one of the, one of the cooler stories I've ever gotten to do. I mean, it's just all just so inspirational um so it's it's tough to pick you know individual stories but you know like right now ray is on my mind uh you know ray is my and and he will be though but it won't go away so ray's story will always be part of me because he allowed me to be part of him and that's you know that's what you do it's a very personal job uh when you're when you're storytelling for such an audience Uh, any audience anyone who tells stories but to know that okay People now know who he is, um, especially in this day and age. Um, it's it's really cool, um, and I get and I get comments from that for years to come. People say, you know, I was in the grocery store, and someone said, "Don't I know you?" 
and, and, and you know, and that's and that's because you know maybe we've done a story or a documentary, and it's you know it's re-aired and people have seen it, and um, and like you know every so, and then the the cool thing about college game day is, uh, I prefer to do the high school and the college stories because this is when I get to tell the stories first, and this is no nothing against uh, the professional ranks. But by the time the guys have reached professionals, people like myself have already told their stories, for the most part. Um, you know, Tom Brady was not a surprise to me when he became a star because I saw him in college. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, you know, people would say, oh, well, you know, Tom Brady came out of nowhere. Well, Tom Brady didn't come out of nowhere. He was playing at the University of Michigan. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, right. um, you know, um, so you're not going to get caught by surprise. And the cool thing about what our stories, what what our what game day in particular is, is you get to catch them first um, and you get to tell them and then they, they stay with you. And so it's fun to keep in touch with everybody. I've texted this week alone with a couple people of stories I did in the early 2000s. So it's just, it's, um, there's not one in particular. I mean, there's, there's, everything multiple but you know ray is, is up there with one of the top stories i've done it's fun to do it um you know there's there's been other great stories that i've been able to tell um but uh you know veterans day in particular allows us this platform there's a there's a documentary that i was able to do on rocky blyer and rocky blyer's story uh we took him back to vietnam for those who don't know who rocky blyer is he was um and I told Ray this, and this was actually, okay, actually, you want to come full circle. I was trying to track down footage of Ray in high school, okay? And I needed footage or pictures. And I said, Ray, where are you from? And he said, I'm from outside of Pittsburgh. And the first thing that popped into my mind is, let me call Rock. Oh, and then they said, okay, not only am I outside of Pittsburgh, but his, his high school coach was a former Pittsburgh Steeler. In the 70s. Well, I knew that I had done a story on Rocky Blyer, who was the uh, running back who got injured in the Vietnam War. Um, they said he'd never walk again. He got uh, strapped on, on his foot, um, gunshot through his thighs. Uh, multiple men uh, were killed when he was ambushed in the Vietnam War. Uh, they said he never walked again. He came back and he won four Super Bowls at a, as a running back in the backfields of Frank O'Hara. Um, on those great Steeler dynasties. And one of the guys who was blocking for Rocky was a man by the name of Ted Peterson. Ted Peterson was Ray's coach. Uh, so the moment I learned that Ray's coach was, was, um, was a former Steeler, I couldn't get a hold of him. I called the school. We don't have Coach Ted's number anymore. It was a long time ago. You know, I called multiple people. No one could get me his number. I finally said, you know what? I'm calling Rock. So I texted Rocky, and he got right back to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll get you Ted's number by tomorrow. And sure enough, as I'm, as I'm pulling into St. Cloud, uh, my phone goes off. And he's like, sorry for the delay. You know, here's Coach Peterson's number, Rock, football as well. And it was great. You know, Rocky's a military guy. Ray's a military guy. Here's a story I did um, in 2018, and I followed Rocky's story for a decade before that. Um, and one story helps another story. So they build off of each other. And if you're fortunate to be able to tell a story, the most important thing for me at the end of the day 
is what I got after it aired on Saturday. And it's not from anyone else saying we love the story. It's when Ray reached out to me and said, I really loved it. Thank you. And that meant all the world to me because that's the only person I tell the story for and the only person Gene tells the story for and the only person, you know, Bill, our cameraman, tells the story for. We are telling the story of the person, and that's all that matters, that we get that right. And why was I able to reach out to Rocky to get information, to get a phone number, which then helped me get video and, or get pictures? Because when we told Rocky's story, we were able to, you know, tell it a very tough story, similar to Ray's, and get it right and, um, you know, kept the relationship. So it's really wonderful to be able to tell these stories. And, and in this case, in particular, one story helped another. That is absolutely incredible, John. Uh, what a connectivity on that. Yeah, and, and, and for those that don't, yeah, just Google, by the way, Rocky Blyer, for those of you that, that aren't familiar with, with his story, and you'll, it's amazing. You know, I think, it, it, did you say, too, I think at Rocky Blyer, he was, uh, I think he was drafted after, I think you said after his rookie season. So, I mean, he was, he was set to, yeah. you know, Right, I mean, yeah, I think about that. He, he was playing for the Steelers, and he got a he got a, the equipment manager called him off the practice field in December and said, "Hey, Rock, there's a letter here for you." Back in the day when you got letters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And he opened it up, and it was like, "Oh my God, it's my draft letter!" And off he went. I mean, it's, and now it's, you're fighting. Yeah, time. you're in some foreign. Oh, it's somebody you're in some foreign land, you know, trying to protect. You know, man alive. That is a. Uh, <laughs> just unbelievable. Uh, Brad and Derek in their studio. I'm at Twin Peaks. See, Brad, when you said we got John on today, I thought, God, I hope we have him for nine hours because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could sit By the way, uh, the, the uh, college game day is in Bozeman this week, and, and having done yep. a decade of play-by-play in the Big Sky Conference, uh, I'm sure the crew are already aware of this, John, you guys, but if I could put a plug in for Bob's Burgers in downtown Bozeman, if, if you're hungry, that'd be a place to go. I, I will let I will let the crew know. Bob's Burgers, I'm all over. There it, it is. I'll, I'll, text, I'll text it out to the crew. Cause it's, have, you, have you ever actually seen game day? Man, it is a big, big operation. There's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. We are um, – we're the kind of the people out in the front lines of it, and then there's then there's the show itself, which is an absolute spectacle. If you ever get a chance, um, check out Game Day in person because it's it's really it's an amazing sight to see and be part of. Well, I I know of course people. the people in Fargo know know yes. that all too well, having been here uh, twice. not once but twice. So sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I know people listen. Oh yes, that's right. We love Fargo, yeah. one of our favorite shows of all time. <laughs> well, I know people watch it because. Uh, the story came on, and, and for my 12 seconds of fame with the audio I provided you guys, and thank you, by the way, hopefully it worked out. That uh, Oh, my God, it was the best. I needed it. When, <laughs> when we do stories like this, we always need um, we need the play-by-play, the scene set, and there's no way I can do that. I mean, the scene set is the radio, and that's, that's um, that was crucial that I was able to get Brad's voice in there. So but uh, yes, no problem. But I, it, it didn't take long for my phone to go blow up. He says, "He goes, I just heard you on College Game Day, and I thought those were words I didn't think I'd ever yeah. ever receive in my life." So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for for sending that audio because I really needed it, um, and it was it really uh, really helped set the scene, which was great. Uh, and we, uh, John, you're we, great. We just, we, well, thank you. This has been um, this has really been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be on, and thank you for for having me on here today. It's uh, the, it's 
it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Hopefully they get to the College of DuPage and hopefully they get one more victory. No question about it. And I think I can speak on behalf of all the vast, uh, whether you're in North Dakota, South Dakota, Canada, our, our station reaches across the upper Midwest. On behalf of everybody, John, keep doing what you're doing, my friend. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I hope I can't wait to see this week and, and, and future game day shows. So uh, thank you, man. Bless you for coming on today, John, and, and keep up the great work. Well, thank you, and uh, and thank you guys for everything all you did uh, for us was wonderful for myself on behalf of myself, Gene and the crew. Uh, it, it means it means so much when people welcome us and allow us to, to do to tell the stories to the fullest, and um, we just can't thank you enough. And it's great to be able to uh, to come out and, and tell stories like uh, like the Wildcat story this season because it's special. Excellent. There's something going on. So thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yep. See you, John. Thanks, John. Excellent job. Thank you, sir. Uh, nice job, Brad, and to you, Brad. Thanks for connecting us to John on that. That's uh, that's really well done. Those stories, like I said, you know, these 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 are major producers. These are people that are getting it done and connecting and, and finding those stories. And here comes a, a man who plays for the Wildcats of NDSCS. <laughs> that becomes a story. Uh, on, on college game day and well done quick time out we're broadcasting live today from twin peaks the jack michael show stop into twin peaks this is your place before during after games uh bring the crew out uh come on out to twin peaks of course we got a large one this saturday we'll have more coming up next i believe carn olson gonna swing by we're gonna hear about the big ice fest this week coming up at uh, at shields we'll do that next right here on 740 the fan well, today in the Jack Michael show it is great to see my dear close person i sound like sid harvin my close personal friend the the AD of Shields University, as I always call it, Cardinals. Cardin, great to see you. How hey, are you? Good to be seen. My goodness, we've got to stop meeting like this. We need Gosh. to meet more often. I know that. I know when you got big events at Shields, ah. you swing by. But really, we need to go out and get some fish. Yeah, absolutely. This might be the year that I actually get out and fish. <laughs> I, I usually average about every two or three years, and I take a take a little. Well, you're trip. busy preparing other people to get out. We we are this weekend coming up at Shields, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days this time. Uh, we are having. Our eighth annual Shields Ice Fest presented by Clam. Ice Fest is uh, is quite the thing. And Shields, I know, whether it be the spring heading into that season or the the fall heading into the winter season, mm-hmm. Shields obviously is the is the place to to gear up. If you're going to have a big game, you got to have <laughs> the right equipment. Do you notice the sports? Oh, I like there? it. I love it. Would Absolutely. Like- <laughs> so now, my friends, Brew and Angry, going to be hanging out there, and yeah, they're going to be hanging out and hosting this event this year. This is the sixth time they've hosted um, eighth annual Ice Fest overall and we've listened to our customers every year we keep hearing i want to be able to shop on sunday i can't get there on saturday for whatever reason i want to be able to shop sunday so this is the year my friends we are going to have that tent open on sunday for the first time ever so not only is it a bigger tent uh, than we've ever had before we are going to have three awesome days to shop for those that haven't uh, stopped on Outcarn during this event because, it, all kidding aside, I mean, there, there's so much going on, so we'll chop this down. Number one, if you're just going to come out and browse and things of that nature, or, or maybe win a prize or two, mm-hmm. or get a beanie, you know, <laughs> clam, you know, you get all geared up, you know, that's one thing. And then, then, then there's a hardcore people that want to get out here and they want to Roll up their sleeves. Thanks for the beanie, but I'm here to get, right? I mean, there's a little bit yes. for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're an experienced angler, um, if you're just learning to, to bait the hook and get ready to go this winter, we're 
going to have something for everyone. Uh, each day, the first 200 are going to get either a Markham bucket or a clam beanie. Love it. Love it. Uh, the line usually pretty competitive for that. So if you want to make sure you're one of those uh, first 200, you better get there early all three days. And then uh, the amount of industry knowledge in this tent this weekend is going to be incredible. So if you're looking for new electronics, uh, last year we really struggled keeping electronics in stock with the supply chain issues. But this year, we are stocked full of electronics. So Garmin, Humminbird, Lowrance, Aquaview, you name it, we're going to have it at Shields this weekend. So it's literally something for everyone. If you're looking to um, get new clothing, that ice fishing clothing game over the last five years has really grown. Things are lighter weight. They're warmer. They're going to float if you fall through in this early ice. Um, And, you know, really, Mother Nature sure did her part. (laughs) Two weeks ago, we were like, oh, okay, this could be a warm ice fest. And now we're like, oh, we've got some snow. Yeah, thanks for the 13. Yeah, right. And we're actually making ice right now, which is great for that angler because we could potentially um, this weekend have people that are coming off of lakes to come out and and shop ice fest too. It having uh, knowledge, you said industry knowledge, you know, and I know Outlet Recreation and, and Glacial Lake Snow Bear. Uh, there and, and these guys, you know, Mike Larson, his staff, Glacial Lakes, and, and, the, and the, the Snow Bear people on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you talked about uh, various technology using maybe to to find fish and, and, and find spots on that. Then it's just whether it be ice houses or trying to get from point A to point B. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it, now again, you could be like a caveman or cavewoman and just go out there and, and, and pick a hole with a fork and, and thread a line through it and good luck to you, laddie. Or... <laughs> Yes. You, you, could have, you could have all the tools, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the, the run-and-gun angler, um, as, as they like to call it, they're, they're the ones that are out there. They're using tip-ups, and they're uh, literally drilling a hole and just trying to see what, what shows up. Sitting at a flipped-over empty bucket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and that's perfect for this time of the year when the ice isn't really formed up and set yet. Um, obviously, a few, few months down the line or a few weeks down the line, we're going to be using those more permanent, more comfortable, I will argue, Thank you. Um, setups. Thank uh, like a snow bear or like an ice castle. Um, and again, it's just your preference on what you like to do. And honestly, like if ice fishing isn't for you, my friends, we have got an over 200,000 square foot shield store right in the same parking lot uh, to help you get geared up for Christmas gifts. Sorry, I know it's before Thanksgiving, yeah, but it's tis the season and the snow is here and we're starting to think about Christmas. Um, but we've got that all set up to get you geared up. Um, and again, you know, we've got a big buys, big buys in UND game this weekend this so weekend. get your gear all of the things at shields get your gear <laughs> all of the things i gotta get to sh- how many times have you heard this in your in your party or get together or family going oh, i gotta get to shields you know that's like yeah. the universe i gotta get to sh- oh what do you need <laughs> kids need i'm shoes. not sure I get- everything i need I it all get to sh- yeah <laughs> I gotta get to shields all right here are the particulars karn uh, i'll let you throw it out first of all you got over ten thousand dollars in prizes yeah only ten thousand yeah. dollars in prizes we <laughs> couldn't find any more in my back closet you mentioned the first 200 uh, you're going to get geared up like a market bucket or a clam beanie. Uh, beanie. Yep. Uh, so give the the days, the times, and then you mentioned something about the, it's not at your house. No, it, it, it's actually in the parking lot. Certainly, right? I, we would. This tent is significantly larger than my house, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, so Friday nine to eight, Saturday nine to six, Sunday eleven to three. Ice Fest at Shields, Forty Fifth Street, in the parking lot. If you are at Shields and you don't see the tent this weekend, you are at the wrong Shields. So this isn't <laughs> Shields Home and Hardware. This isn't Morehead Shields, my friends. This isn't even Shields Arena. This is Shields, 45th Street.
treat for Ice Fest this weekend. It's a free event, um, fun for the whole family, and and we hope to see you there. Take it in. Why did I just remember? I thought the Rocky Mountain Mountains would be a little rockier yeah. than this uh, moment right there on that. Yeah. Man, John Denver was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Good at it. Yeah. Uh, the Big Shields. Karin, great to see you. And thanks for stopping by. Great to see you.